absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome once again to a wonderful, wonderful Sunday morning, April 4th, the first Sunday in April. I can't believe it. We're already in April, uh, the 4th of April. Hope you had a decent uh, weekend up until this point. I know in certain parts of the country, the weather has been absolutely crazy, crazy. Winter storms, cold weather high winds it's 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 apocalypse it's crazy out there anyway one good thing that's happening across the country and uh only in in a, a few cities right now as in Pittsburgh Los Angeles uh in Florida in Tampa Bay and in Kansas City is baseball that's the theme you you know what i'm saying you heard it coming in that's what we're talking about Baseball. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, when you're listening to here, excuse me, when you're listening to the here, come on, when you listen to this uh, uh, broadcast, you know it's the master plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again, 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and that's me. And like I said, we're talking baseball. So if you want to talk baseball, call that number. If you want to jump in the chat room, which I always have available for you, uh, you can also do that and uh, make a statement, ask a question, or make a comment or whatever in that chat room. It's there for you. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Guarantee if you put something in there... um, I'll, I'll respond to it. I'm seeing it live just like you're printing it. So it is what it is, okay? We're talking baseball, people. This is the first day of the regular season. I'm pumped up. Four games on the agenda starting at 1 o'clock, which is the St. Louis uh, Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, a AFC Central, excuse me, an NL Central um, uh, rivalry. Then we got the uh, the Young Bucks, the favorites by most experts, uh, with a young lineup of all um, uh, young lineup of everyday players and a veteran uh, pitching squad. We're talking about the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, people, we're talking about the Chicago Cubs. They're the hot topic this year. Um, 
and we'll have to see how it plays out uh, with the uh, Los Angeles a- uh, Angels, the older team, uh, with the uh, all, all-star, all-world Mike Trout on that. And then we go to the um, the Bash Brothers, I would say, for la- lack of a better word, that come from the NL, uh, excuse me, AL East, the, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays with Josh Donaldson, the reigning MVP from last year, Jose Postista, Troy T- Telewiski, and, and the like, uh, are going to be visiting the Tampa Bay uh, Pep, Tampa Bay Rays. That's an a AL East rivalry, um, and, and uh, we'll, we'll be uh, that's at four o'clock. And then my my favorite baseball team, the amazing Mets, the New York Mets, are it's a rematch from last year. Hopefully, it, it's a better result for them from last year. But the New York Mets are visiting the Kansas City Royals, and if anybody knows about what's been taking place in the weather, right now, Kansas City, they're probably taking care of it as we speak, has snow on the infield. They have snow on their baseball field because of the crazy weather that's been taking place. So they they have a game, unfortunately, at night, 830 at night. So besides the weather that they're having here, this is going to be a night game, which is going to be um, – it's going to be uh, probably below, below freezing. Let me put it that way. I, and I wouldn't doubt it. Probably be below freezing. Yeah, baseball at 830 at night in the, in the heartland in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, boy. What a fun way for my team to open up the season in Kansas City in freezing weather. Anyway, that's the lineup. St. Louis at Pittsburgh at 1 o'clock on ESPN. Chicago at L, uh, Los Angeles. The Angels, that is, at 305 Toronto, Tampa Bay, uh, which is a great, great, uh, uh, that's probably Chicago uh, opening up with Los Angeles and Toronto opening up with Tampa Bay. Couldn't ask for a better uh, location to open up their season. Uh, more than likely, it's going to be ideal weather. Tampa Bay, it, 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 that game's at 4 o'clock. And then, like I said, uh, the uh, game that's going to be played in a freezer, at 8.30 in Kansas City at night, that's going to be um, uh, the uh, night, the end game of uh, today to cap off the, the beginning of the baseball season. Adam, Rainwright, excuse me, Adam Wainwright takes on Francisco Lariano uh, in the St. Louis-Pittsburgh. Um, Marcus Stroman t- takes on Chris Archer in the um, – Toronto and Tampa Bay, and uh, Matt Harvey, yeah, that Matt Harvey, um, is going to take on Edison Valquez uh, in the New York and Kansas City uh, matchup. Uh, I don't have the matchup that's Chicago and um, the uh, Angels, uh, but before the end of the uh, show, I'll make sure I have that. But we're talking baseball. We're not talking about Monday, people. We're just talking about the opening day on Sunday, which is the the which is the which is the opening day. Well, if if some people traditionally Monday is the opening day, but guess what? 
the tradition has been broken for a few years now, and they've always played one or two, if not more, games on Sunday uh, to start the week off because Sunday starts the week off. But even though Monday is supposed to be the traditional uh, time, so some some people. Uh, I'm getting heckled from from the peanut gallery here. It happens to be a a a, um, a fan a fan from the uh, uh, um, the Bronx Bombers from the New York Yankees. They think that the the whole world evolves around the New York Yankees. Come on, give me a break. Uh, they're go- the Yankees. Let me put it this way. You know, I, I'll 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 do this for the Yankee fam that that's harassing me on on Monday, April one o'clock. The New York Yankees are going to be facing the Houston um, Astros in in the in the Bronx, in Yankee Stadium, and it's going to be it's going to be a long line of losses for the New York Yankees. Because Houston and their young um, team is no joke. One of the up-and-coming teams of the American League. And uh, Mauricio uh, Tanaka is going against Dallas Kakel. And all I got to say is 1 o'clock, they start. 3 o'clock, New York, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, somewhere around there, New York Yankee fans are going to walk out with their heads hanging low. That's all I got to say about that. Anyway, let's let's go back to Sunday and the matchups that we have in St. Louis. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about um, some, some guys that I, I feel – that didn't do too well last year. But I, I jumped on and, and grabbed them on my team um, for the simple fact is I still think they have a little they have something left in the tank. I really believe it. And I also have some guys that I do believe are going to surprise some people. And I picked this one one of these guys up and out he's not playing today. And um and uh, neither of any of these guys playing today. So let me go back this way. Let me let me backtrack for a minute here and talk about what's taking place today. Like I said, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. I do have Adam Wainwright. Now we all know whoever in fantasy baseball, fantasy baseball. That Adam Wainwright, let me try if I can get this name right, people. Unbelievable. Adam Wainwright had a torn Achilles and uh, um, cut short a season. Uh, he's an older pitcher. I understand that. He's coming back from a torn Achilles, and uh, most people did not draft him too high as he was drafted the year before. And I was able to get him. In the um, let me see when I when I got him, I was able to get him. 
think in the fifth round, seventh round. Uh, bear with me for a minute here. Yeah, I got him in the eighth round. I'm sorry. Eighth round. Adam Rainwright for a highly competitive team that is always in the NL Central um, um, hunt to win that division and always a high-scoring um, team. I think they were one of the highest-scoring teams in the league, if I'm not mistaken, last year. And uh, got him in the eighth round, which, in my opinion, even though there's a lot of good pitchers, that Adam Wainwright was a top ten pitcher as early as late as uh, as early as oh, excuse me as late as last year. Picked up in the eighth round. Thought that was a steal, and. High K guy, high K guy, uh, high K guy, great ERA, um, and uh, uh, only won two games last year. He had ERA, but 1.61. Only had 20. 20 um, strikeouts because his uh, games were cut short last year because of injury. He only had seven games, seven games last year. Um, But the year before, 32 games, he won 20 games, 20 and nine. Had 227 innings pitched, had 179 strikeouts, a 2.38 ERA, a whip of 1.03, and hitters against him were batting less than 230, 222. And he's only had one bad year the, the last year when he got hurt, and he went into eighth round. Now, like I said, it's it's a, it's an Achilles. I understand that. I understand that. And he's 36 years old, 35 years old. I'm sorry, 35 years old. He's 34, and he will be 35 in August. And he put it that way. But I got to believe that with all the things going for Adam Wainwright to to pick him up in the eighth round, um, is a steal for me. It, it is. It, it, I, I gotta believe it's a steal, and he's going up against a um, a division rival. Even though they're playing in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's weather is not going to be very friendly. Like I said, in the East Coast, high winds, low temperature. Even though the game is playing in the middle of the day, which is the best probably for Adam Rainwright in the middle of the day, where where it's the hottest. Um, it's the first game of the season. Uh, most pitchers aren't on their game. Uh, hitters, for the most part, are in front of are in front of the hit, uh, pitchers at this point in time. And I forget who I said this to. I may have said it to Vic um, or, or a friend of mine. That's not not even fantasy related. 
that I give pitchers going into the season two to three starts um, in the regular season to, to, for them to find themselves, to see what kind of pitcher they're going to be. Two or three starts uh, because they're going to be stretched out, even though they got stretched out in the um, uh, exhibition, exhibition season. It's different in the regular season. And they're playing for real in the regular season. So pitchers uh, um, experiment uh, and try to get their 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 mechanics down, their locations down. And it, some pitchers versus others, it takes a little longer. And that's why I say two to three games in the regular season, not two to three games total, but two to three games that that, that pitcher actually pitches then I see that the pitcher, you, you'll see, have an idea of what that pitcher is going to be like. Because then he's gotten his, 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 into the regular season flow. Um, he's um, straightened out his mechanics. He's knocked off completely all the rust, even from the exhibition season. It takes, you know, exhibition season, you got, you got a different mindset. Like I said, you're, you're, you're thinking about experimenting, uh, trying different things. You're really not in the serious mode, focus mode as a regular season. So you, uh, uh, when you get into the regular season, you're more focused. You've done experimenting, and uh, uh, you want to focus on your mechanics, location, and uh, your velocity. So I got to believe two to three games into this regular season, most pitchers um, are who they're going to be. All right. They're heading up against a pretty good lineup in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, excuse me, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Pirates. Now you have to think now, uh, led by Andrew McCutcheon, uh, you got Josh Harris, Harrison there. Uh, you got uh, uh, Starling, Sterling uh, Marte, who's uh, an emerging uh, star in the National League. And you have uh, some other guys on that team that I think are going to be a um, bust-out players that I drafted on my team uh, and uh, um, are going to be uh, players that are going to do some damage in the uh, against uh, pitchers, hopefully, because I have Adam Rainwright and I do have a, a – a uh, Pittsburgh Pirate player in uh, Gregory Polanco uh, that uh, um, not too much damage is done today. Let's talk about Gregory Polanco. Um, He's um, a 25-year-old This is his uh, third year in the league. Last year, he uh, had 593 at-bats, played in almost 162 games, 153. He uh, struck out uh, uh, 121 times, which is a little high for me, but he batted 256, uh, can steal 27 bases. So if you're in fantasy, he is definitely a guy that will um, be advantageous for you in the stolen base 
uh, category. Um, only walked 55 times. Um, not a power guy. So it, it, hopefully he, he uh, um, his power progresses from last year to this year. And he had nine uh, home runs last year. Um, had 35 uh, doubles, which is it's, 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 it's a very good amount. Six triples. So this guy's got a lot of speed, quite naturally. He does because, you know, he, he stole 27 bases. So he's got a lot of speed. So he's going to give you – and he scored 83 runs. I'm thinking he's going to score over 100 runs this year. Third third year in the league. First year, he played 89 games. Last year, he played 153. Um, he, he only had 22 uh, – excuse me, 277 at-bats in his rookie year in 2014. He uh, more than doubled that, like I said, in 2015 with 593. Uh, he's on the upswing. His uh, OPS in a rookie year was 650. Last year was it was still not like considered elite at 701. But like I said, I'm thinking this guy is on the upswing. His slugging percentage went from 343 in his rookie year to 381. In his uh, second year, I think this guy is on the upswing. If he's not on your lineup and he's sitting on on the uh, waiver wire, he's a um, a good pickup for you. Trust me when I tell you he's a good pickup for you. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's talk about. Uh, another player, and we'll move on here. Chicago and uh, Los Angeles Angels. Big talk is about Chris Bryant and uh, Addison Russell and Anthony Rizzo. Joe Madden, these guys, I think the odds of them going all the way is like four to one. I think they're they're the favorite to win it all. And the only problem I have with this team, and I don't know if it's going to change from last from last year to this year, is the the, uh, the strikeout. This team was one of the worst teams to have or players to have because they they all had high strikeout count. They all struck out a lot. Now, they were young players, and I guess most people are assuming, most so-called experts are assuming that these guys are going to progress and their strikeout ratio is going to drop. Well, I still think these guys are, I would say, freaks. I think that they're very aggressive. They're young kids. They're very aggressive. Very talented, but very aggressive. And with that comes a high strikeout count. <clears throat> so I think Chris Bryant, who is one of them, Carl, uh, Kyle Schwarzberger, who is a, a lot of people are very high on, who is a dual threat. Um, he plays the outfield and he also is catching. Um, ben Zobrist, who's moved over, an older uh, um, player who plays second base and he's an outfielder. So he's got a dual um, position. Jason Hayward came over. <clears throat> He's got a lot of power, plays the outfield. Uh, 
there's a lot of to like about this team. But what I worry about is the high strikeouts. I don't mean the pitchers. I mean the the batters, the everyday players. Now, you have Jake Arrieta, who won the, the National League uh, uh, MVP, and is one of these guys that uh, it gives you uh, a lot of strikeouts. Um, and uh, uh, can believe that he can do it again. And um, he leads this squad of pitchers. Okay. Now, last year, he had a standing year. He won 22 games, lost six, had a crazy whip of under one, 0.08, point, excuse me, 0.86, is ERA. Yeah, check this out. <clears throat> it's ERA with 1.77. Now, if you look at his history of ERA, his ERA for his career on average is twice, a little more than twice of what his ERA was last year. So he had a career year. Is he going to repeat that? Well, if you look at his uh, um, history of being with Chicago, once he moved from Baltimore to Chicago, in 2013 when he was first with um, Chicago, his whip was 1.12. His ERA was 3.66. In 2014, his, um, and I'm just talking, that was Chicago in 2014. His whip was 0.99, and his ERA was 2.53, and that's getting better. Last year, uh, he, like I said, he had a career year. He's never, ever had an ERA under two, much less under uh, uh, where he was at at 1.77, where he did have a whip of under one the previous year in 2014. So is he going to continue that trend or is he going to regress? In my opinion, he's going to regress. Now, like I said, he has a high strikeout. He had 236 strikeouts last year. Out of the last two years that he was with Chicago, he didn't even, the last 2013, 2014, if you put both those years together, him being in Chicago, even though he, in 2013 he only pitched nine games uh, in, um, in Chicago when he got moved from uh, Baltimore to Chicago, he only had a two. 204 strikeouts seasons with Chicago. Last, in 2014, at 167. Then he goes from 167 and adds seven more strike, 70 more strikeouts. 
70 more strikeouts um, in 2015. Do you think he can do that again? No. No. I know that most people are going to ride what he did last year into this year. I don't think that's going to happen. That's one reason why he moved, he got moved from Baltimore to Chicago. In Baltimore, 2010 to, to before, when he left in 2013, this is what his whip and ERA were. 2010, his whip was 1.53, ERA 4.66. 2011, whip is 1.46. ERA 5.05. 2012, WHIP is 1.37. ERA 6.27. In in uh, um, Baltimore, before he got moved, uh, he only pitched five games in Baltimore before he moved over to Chicago, where he pitched uh, uh, um, another nine. Uh, in Baltimore, his WHIP was 1.77, and his ERA was 7.23. And then, like I said, in, in, in the latter, in the uh, other part of 2013, where he pitched nine games, it was 1.22, and he cut his ERA in half at 3.66. So, did the Chicago move uh, help him? Absolutely, absolutely. Going from the American League to the National League help him. Obviously, it looked like it did. Is he going to continue to trend for what he was? I'm thinking he's going to come closer to 1.18 in his whip and his his uh, ERA 3.70, which is not bad, but it's not 1.77 ERA and below one in the whip. Even though 1.18 is very good whip, uh, I don't think he's going to have the type of year, and quite naturally, and most experts don't think so, he's going to regress. All right. Let's talk about um, – go back here. Come on. Talk about the uh, – come on. Here we go. Los Angeles Angels. No, let's talk about. I'm and I'm just randomly picking on people here. Let's talk about Troy Tullowski, um, a top ten player at one point in his career. Um, not now. Uh, he's he's a uh, I wouldn't say an afterthought, but is a player that most people um, don't uh, consider an, an elite player. I picked him, Troy Tullowski up um, in uh, which I thought, thought was a bargain, even though a lot of people are thinking Troy Tullowski in quite naturally is, is the type of player that is going to regress and, is going to uh, take a step back because he's always getting hurt. And uh, that takes away from his value. 
Troy Telewiski up. Um, I'm trying to see where I picked him up at. In the seventh round, which I think that's a pretty decent bargain. He's a, he's a shortstop. And his history, histrionics, is that he doesn't play a full season. But when he does play, he gives you valuable a valuable contribution. Now, in my opinion, if you pick up Troy Teller Whiskey, then you should pick up um, a player that is going to give you some value and back up and, and have – <clears throat> Troy Telewiski is strictly a a um, shortstop. One single, um, one single position. But if you pick up, let me see if I have it here a player like. And I picked this guy up last year, and he he got hurt. But when he when he played, he was a valuable guy. Uh, plays on a uh, a team that does score runs. Um, and last year, he had 150. Excuse me, he had 50, 556 at bats. I'm talking about Marcus Seaman, which I think this guy. I really like this guy. Okay. He had um, 11 stolen bases, um, so he's not going to give you a, a lot of stolen bases, but he can. He had 23 doubles, seven triples, so he does have some speed. Um, he only scored uh, 65 runs. That was his third year, first year with uh, the Oakland A's, um, first year where he played a full season for the most part. Uh, he was with the Chicago White Sox organization, and uh, um, he he got moved over to Oakland, where he, he was given not given a job, but he earned a job of playing every day. And I see this guy getting better. Let me put it that way. Um, Two fifty seven was his batting average last year. Now just just think about this. His last time in in, in Chicago, what he batted two thirty four. Uh, in Oakland for the first time playing full uh, a full season, 257, uh, and 11 stolen bases. Uh, even though he struck out, now this is a high amount of strikeouts, but I expect this guy to uh, progress and not regress. Uh, he had 132 strikeouts. Didn't walk that much, 40, only 42 uh, bases on balls. He only had 45 RBIs because they move him up, up and down the lineup, and I think he's batting ninth now in the lineup, which is going to hurt him uh, in, in run scored and uh, maybe not in stolen bases and um, in walks, uh, but uh, it's definitely going to hurt him in, in, in uh, no, I should say, it's going to hurt him in stolen bases, let me put it that way, and run scored. I don't think he's going to be able to run score that many runs in the ninth, ninth hole, but he has played up and down the lineup. So I, I expect him to progress 
to make some progress this year. Another uh, shortstop that I'm liking that uh, I think is going to uh, progress uh, or, or make some progress, I should say, um, is uh, uh, is uh, Eugenio Suarez. This another guy coming from Detroit, played in Detroit in 2014. Where he played 85 games. This year, uh, last year he played in 97 games. Had a 761 OPS, batted 280. Uh, only stole four, 40. Excuse me, only stole four bases. Has 94 strikeouts. Um, scored 42 runs. So every other game he played in, just about every other game he played in, um, he scored a run. Uh, 19 doubles, which is very good for only 97 games, and uh, uh, two two triples out of 372 at-bats. But he played in 97 games. So you can figure that if he doesn't score a run this game, he's going to score a run. uh, So if he doesn't score a run Say he's playing today. If he doesn't score a run today, he'll score a run tomorrow and every other day, which is a pretty good ratio that if he can score a run every other day, that's quite naturally the utopia is to have your run scored every day. But that means he's getting on base. That means he's uh, one way or the other, he's getting on base and being able to get pushed over and, and cross the home plate to score a run. So there's another guy in the shortstop position that if you have Troy Tulowitzki, you may want to put this guy as, as his backup. I'm giving you two guys in, 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 in the shortstop position. You got a name shortstop in Troy Tulowitzki. You know he's going to get hurt. You may even want to swap him out at at, at one point because. Uh, some of these guys could have could eclipse Troy Tulowitzki. You know, I picked him up in the what I told you, the seventh round, whatever it was. But I like him. I like him a lot. All right, let's take a quick break and uh, um, a couple minutes, and I'll be back uh, with some more. Um, talk about fantasy baseball and a baseball season that's opening up today. Let's, uh, I'll be right back. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP crew show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts, Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. 
Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FST himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the Master Taylor, will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. All right, uh, we are back again talking baseball. Now, like I said, I talked about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays playing the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm highlighting some players that I, that um, are probably on people's tongues or, or question marks about. Um, I picked up Jose Batista in the second round of my draft. If I'm not mistaken, it was the second round. Let me just look again. I'm almost positive it was the second round of the draft. I picked him up. Um, I had the uh, th- th- third pick in the draft. And the first round, and this, and this draft took place last week, last Saturday, last Saturday night. Had the third pick in the draft. And, and like I had said before when I previewed the, the draft, um, I had um, Mike Trout as my number one uh, pick. I had um, Bryce Harper as my number two pick. And I had Paul Goldsmith, if I'm not mistaken, and I had my number three pick. Well, Quite naturally, like I had predicted, um, Mike Trout went first, which only makes sense to me. Um, Paul Goldsmith went second, and I picked up Bryce Harper, which I was very happy about. And then I come back in the second round. Now, like I said, I had the third pick in the first round. I had the eighth pick. This is a 10-team league head-to-head in Yahoo. And I had the eighth pick in the second round. So I picked up. Jose Batista. Now I got two guys that two power guys that won't steal a lot of bases, even though my Bryce Harper is looking to, to, to steal more bases this year than he has in the past. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he does. And that, that means I, I would pick up on uh, um, the power numbers besides the average and besides, uh, and also um, uh, stolen bases. Uh, that's one of the categories besides home runs and and, and other other uh, categories. Uh, and Jose Batista, who's good for 35, 40 home runs, somewhere around between 30 and 40 home runs, somewhere around there, which is good. And then I came back in the uh, third round with a guy that I think is going to be a – and he's probably not on a lot of people's list as – I could be wrong, a top baseman, but Jose Abreu from the Chicago White Sox. Now, before I get to Jose Abreu, I had Jose Bautista, and the reason why I picked him up in, in the second round, one, is because he had a lot of power. Two, is because I, 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 I was planning to to move Jose Bautista because he he is a He's a very good player, 
and I was figuring I can package him with some, another player and and uh, pick up a somewhat a, a player in the top ten. Now, if I pick if I package him with Troy Tullowski or uh, um, Colin McHugh. Um, which I want to talk about that trade. I have a trade sitting out there for Mr. FSP, Victor Gardner. Um, he's the host of the FSP, FSP show, I should say, on Saturday, 1 p.m. to uh, 2.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time, of um, trading Jose Batista and Colin McHugh from the Houston Texans. I mean, Houston Astros. Houston, I got Texans on my mind. Houston Astros, very good pitcher. Number two pitcher from uh, in Houston, uh, which is a very good team, high strikeout guy, uh, very good guy, uh, um, a very good pitcher, I should say, for Giancarlo Stanton. For one player, Giancarlo Stanton, which I think is a extremely good trade. You're getting the same about the same amount of home runs and RBIs from Jose Batista, along with batting average, and I'm giving a quality, a high quality pitcher with that package for one player, Giancarlo Stanton. Should be a no-brainer. If it was me, it would be a no-brainer. But Mr. FSP wants Bryce Harper, which not happening. No way. He wants me to give up Bryce Harper for Giancarlo Stanton, straight up. What are you, insane? That makes no sense. Why would I do that? Bryce Harper is a much better player than Giancarlo Stanton. Much better player. National League MVP. Much better player. A lot of more upside than Giancarlo Stanton. So why would I do that? But that's what Mr. FSP thinks is a fair deal. And I, and I, I have to beg to differ. I'm giving up a 30, 40 home run guy. Guaranteed. Barring just like any other player barring major injury over 100 RBIs 30 to 40 home runs now you're saying well why would you do that if you had that in Batista and you you you're getting you're looking for the same about in Giancarlo Stanton I like Giancarlo Stanton I just like the player so I would rather have him than Jose Batista just like the player Got a gut feeling, and I've always I've had. I think last time I played fantasy baseball, I had Giancarlo Stanton on my team, or tried to get him over and over again. No, I think I had him, and he got hurt. And it's always a possibility that these big sluggers can get hurt, just like any other player. But I just like. There's something about Giancarlo Stanton that I like. So I'm trying to get him. Batista was the 18th pick in the first two rounds. 
You know, Carl Stanton was a seventh pick, but I'm throwing in a quality, a quality pitcher. Quality pitcher. With Colin McHugh. Not going to get mad at Wainwright. No way. I have Garrett Cole on my in my lineup. No way. Justin Verlander. I think he's going to make a resurgence back. I have um, Hugh Darvish. Yeah, I have some named pitchers on my in my lineup. I have some named pitchers in my lineup that I'm I in my I'm, I'm very proud of. I think I did a very good job in, in getting a, a decent lineup. I'll give you my pitchers: Garrett Cole. Adam Wainwright, Colin McHugh, Miguel, oh, excuse me, Michael Pineda, Justin Verlander, Shelby Miller from Arizona, Jason Hamill with the Chicago Cubs, and quite naturally Hugh Darvish, who's dealing with a, 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 a injury from last year. Hugh Darvish, which I think if he comes back, I'll have a. Hell of a lineup. I got pitchers here that can give me strikeouts. Cole, Wainwright, Verlanda if he's right, uh, Darvish if he's right, uh, and then throwing in um, Pineda, who's got who's a very strikeout guy, and um, Shelby Miller and Jason Hamill. So I have, in my opinion, a very good, um, potentially very good. Um, Pitchers, starting pitchers, along with <clears throat> as my first baseman, Jose Abreu and uh, uh, Kendrick Morales, Kendris Morales, who I really love, and a lot of people overlook Kendris Morales, but he was a very good player last year, and that's why I picked him up on the cheap this year. Uh, people expect him to regress. I think he's going to maintain what he did last year. Um, uh, maybe with a minimal drop off, if any. I have uh, Roughnet Odor, who I think is 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 on the rise uh, from Texas, and as my second baseman, uh, along with uh, Starling Castro, who Starling Castro is a second baseman slash um, from the Yankees, uh, shortstop, dual. He can he can drop in on uh, either one of those. At my third base, got this guy, um, and. He had a very good year last year um, in in um, Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati product. He had uh, 35 home runs and only 89 RBIs. He batted 309. Excuse me, batted 255 with an 806 OPS, and he stole 13 bases. I'm talking about Todd Frazier, um, who I picked up, who I, I'm really thinking he's going to have a, a, a big year this year. And I had picked him up as my third baseman, backed him up with Mike Moustakas, which I think that is a hell of a combination to throw in and out of the lineup. Um, uh, and then I picked up Troy Tulewiski, can back him up with Sterling Castro, or swap him out 
uh, if I'm not too happy with uh, um, uh, uh, Sterling Castro, Marcus Simeon, or uh, Eduardo Suarez. I always also picked up, and this guy is a um, been hot in the spring training. He's a professional hitter um, um, from the Los Angeles Dodgers. He only had um, 385 bats last year, but batted 294 with 16 home runs um, and uh, 60 RBIs and only 71 strikeouts. And his OPS was 861. I'm talking about Justin Turner, who's first base and third base eligible. You can always throw him in my, as my utility. I got him on the cheap. Um, then uh, in my outfielders, you already, I already talked about Bryce Harper and Jose Batista. Well, I picked up a guy, and Bryce Harper is a center fielder, right fielder in Yahoo. Batista is only a right fielder. I picked up Ioannis Cespedes, who's left fielder, center fielder. Now, in this Yahoo League I'm in, uh, the category, uh, the positions are left field, center field, right field, not just outfield. Quite nice, we have, I wouldn't say quite nice, We have two uh, utility positions, but Ioannis Cespedes uh, can go left, go center field. Um, Bryce Harper can go center field, right field. Uh, I also picked up... Uh, Urado Parra from Colorado. Always like to get a Colorado hitter in there because it's Colorado, and he's a very good hitter, and he he plays all three positions that got him in utility. Now, you can always swap these guys out, um, but um, Gerardo, Parra, Gerardo Parra is a very good player. Then I got the Gregorio Polanco, who's a third-year guy, uh, I talked about him before. He's a right fielder um, and who can steal a lot of bases. So, um, and and uh, I think he's on the rise. Let me put it that way. Um, Alex Rodriguez is my utility guy. I love Alex Rodriguez. People I know, he's he's a steroid guy. People don't have a, 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 a just like uh, rubbing your fingernails on uh, on the chalkboard and, and people hearing that screech. He just it rubs you the wrong way. Well, that's what a lot of people think about Alex Rodriguez, but I'm not one of them. And uh, he still can – he's a professional hitter. He's not going to play any position for the most part. He's just a uh, designated hitter. And Alex Rodriguez is still a guy that is dangerous in the lineup and still can hit. He's going to hit close to 20 home runs, 20, 25 home runs, um, knocking some decent amount of R, uh, RBIs um, and, get, and get on base probably in the um, high sevens, low eights, somewhere around that in the OPS. Um, last year, last year, Alex Rodriguez um, had 523 at-bats, 151 games played, 842 with his OPS, and he hit 33 home runs with 86 RBIs. Can't complain about that. Um, even though he had a high strikeout rate, which is 145, um, 
you can expect Alex Rodriguez to uh, he gives me 20, 20, 20, 25 home runs. I'll be happy with that. Uh, rounding off my um, everyday players, uh, Justin Turner, like I said, and Starling Castro. So I got a decent lineup. I like it. Today is the first of, of, of many that, that are matchups. I got uh, um, players that are go, uh, playing in um, St. Louis Pittsburgh game. I got Adam Raymond, one of my pitchers, pitching today. Um, don't have a Chicago Cub or a, a Los Angeles Angels um, playing today. Um, I have uh, two guys in, in Toronto, Telewitzki and, and uh, um, Batista playing today. And uh, have Mike Moustakis playing for the um, Kansas City Royals. So I have about uh, one, let's see, I got uh, six everyday players plus a pitcher pitching today. Um, We'll have to wait and see what happens. Kendrick Morales is is in the lineup. Mike Moustakis is in the lineup. Um, U.S. Cespedes is in the lineup. Batista and Polanco and, and Total Whiskey is on the lineup. I want to thank you for joining me. Um, I'm talking each week um, about the fantasy baseball season and how it's going uh, and, and pickups and drops. Uh, join me next week at this time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where JT, that's me, and it, the master plan is, not, is at this time. That uh, we'll uh, exchange ideas if you care to care, care to join in. Um, we'll jump in the chat room. For those who catch me in, our, our, in the archives, I appreciate you uh, listening to my show. Um, but jump in, join the conversation. I always like, even if you d- don't agree with me, even uh, I dis- disagree with you, we can agree to disagree. It's no problem. But uh, join the conversation. I'm here, uh, and uh, I'll be back. Again, on Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time at night with uh, Jeff the Joker. We make up the FSP Cruise Show. We're talking about the week in sports. And then quite naturally, if you don't get catch us, you'll catch me there. You can catch me on the uh, FSP Show with uh, Victor Gardner. And uh, um, uh, at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on, on a Saturday. With that being said, have a good weekend. See you.